following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. On the Tom Dupree show, that's Tyler Childers right there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to do some Tyler uh, this hour and Sturgill Simpson since they are playing Rupp Arena Friday night. Right. Are you going, Bo? I am going. Yes. About <laughs> say you don't miss very many concerts. Not no, that I one. don't. <laughs> so, it's good to see a couple old Kentucky boys playing Rupp Arena. Sure. Okay. So I'm happy for them. Are you going to that Railbird Festival too? Or? You know, I, I'm split on that. That's a great lineup. Uh, for a couple of days, but that's a long couple of days too. So we'll yeah. just kind of see how my schedule plays out. That's not that. until when August. August. Yes. So yeah. Got some time to think about it. Yeah, you got plenty of time on that. We welcome Philip Sexton to the to the uh, uh, studio, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today uh, a, a continuation of what we've been doing. Um, talk about value investing that's something that we do at Dupree Financial Group which means we uh, look at companies that we believe are trading below their breakup value or their intrinsic value the only way you find that out is by doing research and uh, research drives what we do and that's what drives value investing yeah and I, I it's so the past four or five weeks now we've been kind of like you said, having this um, rolling conversation about yeah. value investing, 401k rollovers, things like that. Uh, you know, it, it it kind of reminds me of, you know, most churches do this where you, your, your pastor gets up and he's he's maybe has like a, a four-part Plan of salvation. Yeah, a four-part sermon, you know, where it's like every single week builds off the next one and yeah. keeps you coming back. Sure. It's, it's, it's all a, you know, got keep got to keep you – invested because you gotta say what's happening next week so well it's like it's it's in our previous hour we talked about the memoirs of jim host and the sports marketing thing this is another kind of course that somebody could follow and if you miss the first two or three episodes from the past two or three weeks go back and find them on dupreefinancial.com under our blog and radio show thing and it it this is building although it's not a situation where one can't stand without the other. So if you've missed something, you're still going to be able to follow it today. Yeah. But go back and listen to the other ones because we've done some pretty good educational stuff over the last yeah. three weeks. Yeah, we want we want you to know what you're doing going into retirement. That's right. Um, yeah. So so this week uh, we we've picked uh, value investing 101 is what I've titled it. Uh, what is value investing? So you know a lot of people may ask what exactly is value investing right. and you know what's what's the difference between that and other styles so uh, i went on investopedia which is kind of like the uh uh the encyclopedia for investing it it, it is what its name says uh so value investing by their definition value investing is an investment strategy that involves picking stocks that appear to be trading for less than their intrinsic or book value 
Value investors actively ferret out stocks they think the stock market is underestimating. They believe the market overreacts to good and bad news, resulting in stock price movements that do not correspond to a company's long-term fundamentals. The overreaction offers an opportunity to profit by buying stocks at discounted prices on sale. Uh, goes on to say that, um, sorry, I got to flip the page here. Uh, how value investing actually works. So the basic concept behind everyday value investing is straightforward. If you know the true value of something, you can save a lot of money when you buy it on sale. Most folks would agree that whether you buy a new TV on sale or at full price, you're getting the same TV with the same screen size and picture quality. All right, let me ask you something. Okay. In your research efforts, how does this flesh out? Because that's 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 a definition right there. Yeah. But how do we actually put this into practice? Um, give me an example of where you've put value investing into practice, something that we own in the portfolio. Okay. Uh I'll give you the most drastic example that I can think of. Okay. Uh, it was a container leasing company called Triton International. Right. Uh, so. It had another name before that. Uh, T-A-L, TAL. TAL. Yes. That's uh, right. And it merged with a company called Triton. Triton. Uh, combined, it made, you know, over a quarter of the market. In, uh, in shipping containers. Shipping containers. Now, when you look at what happened um steel the the price of steel hot rolled steel had declined significantly at that time mm -hmm. uh the there was an oversupply in containers because trade growth had slowed down some too right and this was what 2015 when this was all happening yep um the stock price went from $50 a share all the way down to what, $8 Eight. Eight dollars like share, that. six six eight dollars something like that. Uh, when you looked at the underlying business and and what what was there, the the fundamentals of this this company was that these these containers had a useful life of anywhere between thirteen to fifteen years for dry, right? Uh, Nine to eleven for refrigerated, so. You know, you basically had about what seven percent, seven eight percent of your your fleet going out of the system every single year. Right. Well, capital capital had fled the fled the industry. You nobody know, was investing. Nobody was investing. <clears throat> so you're looking at this saying, okay, well, this industry is going to be seven percent smaller in a year because nobody's investing. Right. You can you can build the fundamental thesis right there. It's going to be seven percent smaller this time next year. Yeah. When you looked at what the oversupply was, it was you know maybe two three percent of an oversupply. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it's it's like we had talked about oil prices. It's always that last the marginal barrel, amount. That last barrel that prices the whole entire prices everything. Yeah. So it was you know that that those last few containers in the oversupply prices the whole market. Yep. Now, what you've seen was that since you know all all this pressure because of so much recyclable steel so so much stuff going in pushing steel prices down you're like okay well once the oversupply glut works through the system there won't be as much recyclable steel there won't be as much of, of that going in so that should help to help to alleviate steel price pressures that should also help to alleviate pressures from wanting lease rates to, to go down yeah. in the future um, because they'll go from an oversupply to an undersupply potentially. Uh, and do you believe that trade at flat to negative is going to continue for the next right. several years? All three of those things we had looked at and said, no, no, no. We're, yes, it's, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and checked all the boxes. And literally, and and this is this is this is what happened was, six months later, you go for an oversupply to equilibrium, mm -hmm. steel prices start to move up, just like you you had looked at, and lease rates start to move up. Right. Stock price stock price follows right behind right it. Right behind it goes from eight to thirty. Yeah. And uh, 
You know, now I'm not saying we bought it at eight because yeah. we're not we're 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 not bottom catchers necessarily, yeah. but but we definitely got it under thirty. Um, you know, uh, and that was a just a pure pure value move uh, where you looked at the breakup value and what it could really be worth in a regular market mm-hmm. and bought at a at a reduced price. Yeah, and you can do that with equities. Um, you were talking about breakup value. Uh, you can do that with, with bonds as well. Right. Uh, you know, when you're looking at a bond that may be trading at a discount and you say, you know, is this company solvent? What, what are, you know, and it's a little bit more difficult to do in the bond market. Right. But it's still very possible to do. Right. And ultimately your goal is to find things that what happens and, and why value investing is a is even a thing is because the market doesn't act 100% rational all the time. Yeah. You know, the, the efficient market hi, uh, hypothesis is that, you know, the market always digests every piece of news and has every piece of news out there and the stock prices reflect the actual full-on discounted value. Yeah. And what what really happens and this is what we've talked about in the past is that the market in the long term prices in fundamentals. Right. You know, if you hold a stock for 10 years, the fundamentals at some point will get priced in. Sure. Maybe year five, maybe year eight, maybe year 10. Who knows? But at some point, it will get priced in. Let's go ahead and take our break. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Every four years. When we elect the president. No, no, not that. The calendar needs correcting, so we add a day. One giant leap. Leap year. Giving you 366 days of news, talk, and sports on News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local, right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Now that's Sturgill Simpson, right? No, it's still Tyler. Still gonna, Tyler. Yeah, we're going to do Tyler first, uh, okay. next 10 minutes, and then we'll move to Sturgill after All the right. next break. I got that one wrong. Back on the Tom Dupree show. How do I get into value investing? Something you just described. It's not something that everybody can do. Yeah, and like I was saying too, uh, you know, the fundamentals take over, but in the short run, you know, the it's the market's a voting booth. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, you you, you say, oh, you know, uh, tide tide yeah. tide bleed tide detergent. Uh, we, we don't like tide detergent today, right. so we're not going to buy it. Um, but you know, as, as Elizabeth pointed out, if, if you want to kind of jump in too here, what you said, and, and this is something that we've talked about too, is that stocks are the only asset class out there that you kind of look, look at it funny when it goes down in price. Sure. You know, you go into the, the grocery store and you go into the, the detergent aisle and you see that, that Tide is... 50 percent off do you freak out and say oh crap what's wrong with tide you buy all you can get your hands on say well it's time to time to wash some clothes i guess that's right well and not only that but you know the quality of the tide product is good because you've done your research in the past by using it and it gets the clothes clean and preserves the color and all that they haven't changed the formulation of the tide product just because it's on sale 
they could have a little bit extra inventory or they could want to beat out gain that's sitting next. They want to, you know, they may be having some sales contest. You don't know why it's been put on sale. And that's why having somebody to do good research to find out that the fundamentals are still good with the company. I'm talking about from a stock perspective instead of a grocery shopper. So with the market where it is, is it harder to find value investments oh, right now? It, it is much, much more difficult to find value investments at this point. There yeah. still are. There's In any market, there's always going to be value investments. Right. What would it be today? Uh, uh, one area that I've looked at is regional banks. Yeah. When you look at what the, the, the big... Uh, uh, too big to fail banks have done yeah you know they've done extremely well over the past few years but when you look at the these mid-tier regional players um you know i'm talking about with a market cap of three to ten billion dollar range yeah two to ten something like that you know i'm not talking like a, a sun trust sun trust i would even consider in the same kind of group as uh, a jp morgan or something right. but like uh West Banco, for example, that's that's one here locally that yep. they're they're getting into Lexington. You know, some this of these is not a recommendation to de- buy. Definitely not a recommendation. But some of these banks they've they've underperformed their peers. Right. Uh, but the profitability has done extremely well over that time. Mm-hmm. So that's where, but where the research comes into play is picking the right ones. Yeah. The problem can be is, and and is if you buy the buy the wrong thing you know because anytime there's value there could potentially be some some truth to why it's on sale sure it might not be down just because it's off there there's a might be a problem with the company yeah and so that's where you really have to dig in and and look um one that we had looked at uh six flags yeah you know and i was like yeah you know it's i like them and and well i really liked um one of their one of their competitors cedar fair which owns king's island sure you know local kind of semi-local i guess the most local theme park you're gonna get yeah they're based in ohio i believe and uh so you you know i looked at them and it was a partnership structure i flipped over to six flags well the problem that I got there was that it's it's pure discretionary spending, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's something that the economy could be doing great, but you could have people say, well, we don't really want to go to theme parks this year. You know, you, yeah. you kind of got to draw them in. Uh, what you've seen, you know, I, I couldn't fully get comfortable with it when I was looking sure. at it, so we just kind of squashed it. Yeah. But when you look uh, this past week, they announced earnings. Earnings declined about three percent. Uh, they cut their dividend. Yeah, and the stock dropped about almost twenty percent. Well, that was a good thing. What about what do you think of them now? Uh, I I still wouldn't want to. I, I still wouldn't really want to mess with them because I just the the business model can get too scary at times. Yeah, you know, and that's where when we're talking about what we're trying to do with value investing, not only are we trying to pick things at a good value. But also, when you're looking at your research, you want a safety net around that value. You want, you know, okay, well, let's say that there is a little bit of truth to the rumors, or let's say that this could happen or that could happen. Yeah. Is it still below that? Sure. And then, you know, when you've built that safety net, okay, uh, the dividend looks good. Yeah. The, the profitability moving forward in a long period of time looks good. You know, that's that's where you, you can really build – it's got a good business that's sustainable for a long period of time, no matter what happens in the economy. Exactly. You know, it, I, I use the term necessary evils yeah. a lot. If we like things that are necessary evils. Got to buy car insurance. Got to buy your cell phone bill. You know, things like that that you just people just feel like they have to have. Well, Tom, you've always said that that some of the best things to invest in are the things that you really can't live without um things that you use in your everyday life things that you you know not the discretionary things like going to an amusement park um and that's sort of 
that's a good basis for value as well. Yeah, and and you know that's where back to the the regional banks that I've I've been looking at. Um, yep. You know that that could be some value. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but that's that's one of those from a, a long term profitability aspect. That's something that well you you kind of gotta have a bank. Yeah, you know. Is the sector out of favor with banking maybe because interest rates are so low and uh it's it's interest rate volatility it, it was interest rate compression somewhat um but that has actually widened out uh over the past few months uh it's also a a concern of of competition a concern of growth in uh deployment of capital you know are are people still getting more are, are people still taking on more debt consumer debt or corporate debt is is that still growing you know and how much do you have to fight for that business these are some of the things when we are and i i don't evaluate companies philip is is the one of the main guys of doing that but one of the things in evaluating the the value is some of the questions that we're talking about right now it's this isn't sector specific it's just how we break down yeah. a value company well and a lot of times when you're looking so you know i've looked at some cruise lines here because yeah. of the coronavirus sure. you know the, the coronavirus does affect things um yeah. but in the long term 10 years from now it are won't. people going to stop taking cruises because no. 10 years ago somebody got coronavirus on a diamond princess cruise right you get what i'm saying is that but back to elizabeth's point is a lot of times what we may see is that a, a sector looks weak. Yeah. But you want to dive in and, and pick the parts of the sector that you like the best. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts, stuff you should know. Whether we're exploring the science behind pollen or the bizarre tale of Jenkins ear, you can count on us. I'm Josh Clark. There's Chuck Bryant to fill you in on the Stuff You Should Know podcast. This is the perfect podcast for first-time podcast listeners, veteran fans looking for a new binge experience, or anyone who's ever wondered about the mysteries of life, like Perfect Pitch. We have over a decade's worth of episodes available. The unemployment rate is lower than it's been in decades. That means if you're trying to hire a new employee, they probably already have a job, which means you need to try reaching them in a different way. That's where iHeartMedia comes in. Every week, our radio stations reach 93% of the U.S., most likely when they're on their commute or already at work. So start connecting with the qualified candidates you've been looking for on AMFM Radio. Visit iHeartWorks.com. That's iHeartWorks.com. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape, battery power made by steel. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot, always at a local steel dealer. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. This is a Morgan & Morgan consumer message. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. An accident takes seconds to occur. Then what should take a great deal of time and research sometimes only takes a day. Sometimes the firm you hire does many things. Bankruptcy, immigration, criminal defense. Right there on their website. Would you hire a pediatrician to do your heart surgery? Of course not. This will be a life-changing decision. And all lawyers are not the same. Not even close. Our firm is an open book. You know us by over 30 years of reputation. If you want to know what a case like yours may be worth, visit ForThePeople.com and look at the offers made and verdicts returned by juries for cases like yours. Hundreds of them. The proof is in the pudding. Your lawyer may have never been to court, or rarely. And listen, just because you hired the wrong firm in a rush days after your accident doesn't mean you can't fire them before it's too late. Look before you leap. On your cell phone, dial pound law, pound 529, pound law, that's all. Offices Lexington. 
In Nevada, Democratic candidates have made their final pitches, and Nevada Democratic voters will now head to caucus sites today. ABC's chief political director, Rick Klein, says the results could mark a defining moment in this Democratic race. Not only is it the first day where a diverse swath of voters gets away in, it could be the day that Bernie Sanders takes a delegate lead. And I'll tell you, a lot of Democrats that I'm talking to think he may never surrender that lead because of how well positioned he is beyond this. Cases of the coronavirus spiking once again with more than 2,300 deaths in mainland China, where that outbreak is centered. In South Korea, a jump in the number of confirmed cases now topping 400. ABC's Dr. Jennifer Ashton explains how those numbers don't always reflect if a widespread outbreak could occur here in the U.S. When you hear these numbers, those are confirmed cases, different countries using different diagnostic criteria rather than the confirmed case count. I think the real question here is the numbers of how how many are being tested? How many are infected? And Michelle Franz and ABC News. It is a beautiful day across the area. Plenty of sunshine on your Saturday. Temperatures slowly improving into the afternoon. We'll make a run into the upper 40s to near 50. Forecast on Sunday. Clouds will thicken 50 to 55 for that afternoon high. And by Sunday night and Monday, we're back into wet weather for much of central and eastern Kentucky. Make it a great weekend, everybody. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Nobody thinks twice about getting a second opinion on a doctor or a lawyer. But what about when you need somebody to work on your home, like an electrician, landscaper, or plumber? Somebody doing major work on your pipes definitely calls for a second opinion. So next time you get a recommendation on a pro, get a second opinion at Angie's List. As the authority on local pros, we offer thousands of reviews, plus business info, offers, and photos. Just go to Angie'sList.com. Hey, you want to feel great about who you're hiring, and we second that opinion. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that advanced your career skills and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? Find out more. Text TESS to 79645. Start on the path to earning your MBA or business analytics master's degree online from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the graduate programs from the top-ranked W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University offered 100% online. Text TESS to 79645. That's T-E-S-T to 79645. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. We're talking about value investing, what it is, how you do it. Um, Philip, there are mutual funds that do value investing. We don't invest in those at Dupree Financial Group, but there are some out there. Yeah, and and they're you know active actively managed mutual funds that try to pick value stocks. Uh, there's value investing indexes too that they just kind of pick a broad base of of value stocks sure. and, and put it into an index. Um, you know, there there's multiple multiple ways to get into a, a more of a value investing pro approach. What we try to do uh, is we try to do our own research on every single stock yeah. in, in our portfolio because we feel like, you know, owning an index or owning a whole entire mutual fund is maybe not the best thing or owning multiple mutual funds because you may get, when, when you pick up just a big basket of goods, it's what you got. And That's some, right. some of those things in that basket, you may not really want, Yeah, you know, uh, that's what uh, my wife, uh, she, she bought me a, uh, she, in a silent auction. I didn't know she, she did. She got me a, a, a bourbon themed basket. Really? And, uh, we were, <laughs> I was going through the basket and I was like, oh, that's cool. Put that bottle of bourbon over here. All these tickets are cool for a, a bourbon distillery tour. And I was like, I don't really want 
marinade sauce, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. So th- that's what happens. But it's the same approach from a, an analogous perspective of what we're trying to do is we're trying to weed out what we like and what we don't sure. like and build a portfolio based around that. Um, another another big, big proponent, and when you get into the history of value investing, is probably the most famous value investor there is, is Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what Warren Buffett has really built was he bought a, uh, or he started an insurance company. Uh, it used to be what, a textile manufacturer? Yeah. It was called Berkshire. Yeah. Uh, he got into Berkshire Hathaway, got into insurance because he understood how float worked, Yeah, how, how you, you price risk, but then you use the premiums that you get to invest, mm-hmm. um, to, for, for, to offset long tail risk. Right. Um, what he realizes is, is if he can underwrite properly and, uh, and look at risk properly and grow the float, he could buy and invest. His whole game was the float. Yes. It was to be able to bring in those insurance premiums and invest them long term. Exactly. And, and, you know, eventually he got to a point to where he could start buying stock. So, you know, yeah. for an insurance company to buy stock in their float, in their investment float, they have to be very, very, very solvent. Right. Um, and once he got to that point, he could really start getting into value investing because he had a long-term play there. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> this is where it got real crazy. This is where he took value investing from, this is where it became really, really famous, where he took it to the next level. Is he started buying entire companies? Yeah, because he could look at a company and say, "I like this business and it's on sale," and instead of owning the stock from a passive standpoint, he said, "I'll just buy the whole buy the company. whole thing." You know, and that, because when you own the whole company, guess what? You've got all the time in the world. Yeah, for it to work. <laughs> yeah, and, and and all the control too, and all the control and all the profits. And what he was able to do is, you know, you buy that company. You take their profits, you buy another company. <laughs> then you take the profits of the other. It's it's very similar to like um It's the ultimate compounding. Well it's it's very similar to like people who, who start a uh, a portfolio of rental properties. You know, you get the first rental property and, and the rent's coming in real good, you got a great tenant. Yep. You, you get that one no leverage no debt associated with that one. Well then you use that one to leverage and buy a to second buy another one. one. And then you use the rent from those two to pay down the debt really, really fast. Now you got two non, non-debt uh, properties. Now you buy a third one, get that one down even faster. Of course, he's or, not using debt. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, from how most people go about it. Or even if they don't use debt, you know, you can – it compounds fairly quickly. Right. You know, and, and – and that's that's what he's been able to do. You're using profits to buy more. Pro- yep. Yeah, profitability to buy more profits. Yeah, profits to buy profits. Yep. Well, and the thing about Warren Buffett that I think is so um, interesting is he, of course, has unbelievable reputation in the investment business. But people do not, I, I for the, I didn't until I started learning about all this that he is the consummate value investor. Even though he's changed over the years from being a value investor to just buying good companies. He began as a value investor. But value investing is also buying good companies. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's sort of one and it's buying good companies that maybe there's something out of whack that, and that's why buying the company, he could fine tune the part that was not making it quite as profitable. But the perception about value investing or value anything, if you're going to the grocery store why is it on sale or, or clothes? That that's a better example than than grocery store clothes. Why is this dress on sale? Does it not fit right? Is it did they yeah. make too much of it? Is it a bad color? People assume there's something wrong, and a lot of times with value investing there is. But if you if there's something you see in it that you like, or there's an angle, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's okay uh I'll, I'll put another analogy on it's it's like the dating world you get what i'm so you get where i'm going here because one guy it, didn't think yeah well it's like oh he's got this mole on the side of his head 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the girl just is like, can't deal with it. But, you know, everything else about him is very attractive. He's a good looking dude. Well, the next one comes along and, you know, he's already heartbroken that the first one didn't want nothing to do with him because of his mole. Well, now he's real cheap. She comes along. She doesn't even have to put in hardly half the effort, you know, and he's like, finally, somebody loves me. You get what? All right, let's get back to that talking about that. That's cerebral. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can make an out. But, but the interesting thing about Warren Buffett and his, his company, Berkshire Hathaway, that I, that I think is he doesn't pay a dividend, mm-hmm. okay? So that, that his company is actually, from an investment perspective for a lot of people out there, is not considered a value stock. It's considered more so, I would say, a, a growth play. You know, a lot of people buy Berkshire and thinking, all right, this thing's going to continue to grow. Uh, but also underlying business is value investing. You know, what Warren Buffett's doing now is hardcore value investing. What we spoke of was that you've got this this pressure to find more value plays and it's it's harder and harder as the market, you know, continues to go up in price. There, there's there's fewer and fewer things more some things have some more hair on them and what warren buffett has chose chosen to do because he, they're saying that he's maybe close to finding his elephant he's his looking elephant. he's looking for a big company oh and that's he's he's amassed what 200 billion something like that. in cash yeah i mean he 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 could buy a country if he wanted to yeah and that's what you know, for for him, for his perspective, and and what he's what he's been able to do because it's an insurance company is he can take the long game, you know. And and he said, well, I'm not seeing the value that I want to see right now, so I'm just gonna let this cash build until I see value. Right. And that's where really good value investors what what they're able to do is they're able to have patience, yeah. and they're able to ebb and flow with the market you know if you don't see value right now don't dive in let what you, let let your let your powder build so you can take advantage when you do see value yes all righty let's take a break here it is the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap Real stories. The new coronavirus. The Taliban. Roger Stone. Best Democratic primary. The end for Donald Trump. Happening in real time. Know what's going on. This is real life. Very real. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree of Dupree Financial Group. Frequently, I hear from people I meet that say, oh, I've heard you on the radio, and I've been planning to set an appointment with you. Let me say to all of you to whom this applies, call us now. There are several good things that happen when you set an appointment with us, but the main one is that you're no longer in the dark about your finances. We give you lots of information about your accounts, completely free and without obligation. Also, we let you know in no uncertain terms if we think you are on a good track for retirement or not. We are a candid guide to all of our clients and prospects. We tell you the truth. For a free, no-obligation review of your retirement investments, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. We got five tenets of value investing that we want to talk about. Take it away, Philip. Yeah, so, you know, here's some statistics behind value investing that, uh, you know, a lot of people, they think about growth versus value. Um, you know, one of the things that when you this looks back from 1979 through 2018 um it says so gross stocks have outperformed and this is by the way this is from franklin templeton um this is they they own some mutual funds uh so gross stocks have outperformed recently yet growth and value have cycled over time scanning the performance of gross stocks and value stocks over recent years investors may believe 
The way to achieve better performance is by investing exclusively in growth. Growth stocks outperformed value stocks in seven of the 10 years through 2018, handily outpacing the return of value stocks over that period. However, when you go over since 1979, value has prevailed in 20 years, and so is growth. Regardless of which style won the given year, the average performance differential has been similar yet substantial. So it says the average outperformance of value in those 20 years was 8.93%. The average outperformance of growth in those 20 years was 9.1%. Now, this is where patience comes into play. So investors are typically counseled not to think in the short term with equity investments. In a one-year period, almost anything can happen. When looking at longer time frames, however, another interesting pattern emerges. Value begins to show that it has had a performance edge over the long term. So uh, when you look at, you know, one year value, it, value growth, it's kind of what in, in parity um, over from 79 to 2018 through 2018. But when you go out over a 10 year time horizon, value almost always outperforms it's 62 percent versus 38 percent growth um the average so persistence and magnitude the average annual returns for value stocks based on rolling periods between 79 and 2018 are shown below so when you look at a rolling one year the russell 1000 value index is 13.1 percent versus a russell growth of 13.17 so like i said just basically even you go to a three-year rolling return, the Russell 1000 is 12.17 versus the Russell 1000 growth, 11.4. Five years, value 12.08, growth 11.1. 10-year, 11.2, growth 10.2. That's 1% over a 10-year rolling time frame. But the average difference in, an, in the ending value of a $100,000 investment if there's a 1% annualized difference over a 10-year time frame, it's almost $14,000. Really? Talk about compounding. Yeah. Uh, number three, value has delivered better returns in down markets. So this is, where, this is where value really comes into play. And this is one of the tenets that we try to do at Dupree Financial Group is if you do better in down markets, the good ones take care of themselves. That's what you want to do. The pain index. So the standard deviation is often used to illustrate risk. But another way to look at risk that may better measure the pain of loss investors feel focuses on annual returns in down markets. By this measure, value has a leg up on growth. In 2008, the financial crisis wreaked havoc on all types of investments and marked the worst year in the last 37 for both value and growth stocks. But with the exception of that year, value has performed substantially better in the years uh, the S&P 500 index declined the most. So you look at even, even in 2008, value was down, I don't know, 35% to gross 40 2002 value was down 15%. Growth was almost 30. 2001 value was down 5% to gross 20. 2000 value was up about 7%, while growth was down about 22%. Uh, and in 1981 value was up about 2%, while growth was down about 11. Uh, here's here's a good one. This is what I this is what I like. The capitulation effect. What actually drives investors out of their investments depends on the investor, but often a persistent substantial decline can push individuals out of their best laid plans. Uh, that's yeah, when, that's the emotions. Yeah, when people just say, oh crap, it's, it's going to heck in a handbasket right. and sell no matter what. Without any research, they just sell. That's right. Because they, don't, they can't take the pain. As measured by... The worst three-year cumulative total returns value again trumped growth, which showed a loss of well more than half its value over its worst three-year period. So from 2007 to 2009, value, the worst cumulative total return, um, was down 24.5%. That is its worst three-year period. The worst three-year period of growth, 2000, 2002. So why do you think value holds up better in a down market? 
I think that value holds up better in a down market because of a few things. Fundamentals start to really matter. Yeah. You know, because the reason a market is going down is that from economic signals, consumer signals are telling you that things aren't going very good. Yeah. Things are going to start turning maybe into deflationary things. You know, growth isn't going to continue to grow. Uh, the, 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 the economy isn't going to continue to grow right now. So what happens is, is these, these companies that are considered growth companies stall, um, you know, whereas value companies that are more of the slow, steady, continuous cash flow approaches, necessary evils, like I said, don't turn down as much, don't turn down as much. Um, this last one that I wanted to say, this, this illustrates that. Sooner or later, fundamentals matter. The price of success. Amazon is one of the current stock market success stories prized by investors who like its innovation, sales growth, and earnings potential. That outlook has pushed the share price up. So this is at the end of 18, but it's still very, very relative today. Um, so that its market capitalization exceeds $737 billion. Um, consider, however, an alternate basket of 19 iconic companies that as a group have a comparable market cap, then compare their price to earnings ratios to Amazon. So Amazon at the end of 18, $737 billion, the 19 companies, it equated to 735 billion. I'm going to read these companies real quick. Allstate, American Airlines, Capital One Financial, Celgene, Cigna, FedEx, Ford Motor, General Motor, Goldman Sachs, International Paper, Kansas City Southern, Macy's, Micron, Nucor, Target, Tyson Foods, United Continental, Valero, and Walt Disney. Those 19 companies generated a, generated net sales of $1 trillion. Net sales at Amazon was $232 billion. Yeah. But the, the market caps are the same. Earnings at Amazon were $10 billion. Earnings at the 19 companies equated to $71.8 billion. The P.E. ratio of Amazon at the end of 18 was 73.2 versus the weighted average P.E. of the 19 companies, 11. There you go. That's the difference between growth and value. Yeah. And there's this last quote that I really, really liked. Is a growth company growing fast enough, and will it grow long enough for me to accept less than 23% of the sales and just 14% of the earnings now in anticipation of better sales and earnings down the road? Yeah. Okay, my head is swimming. Well, that, the, that's a lot of a lot of stuff you People just are wrote. betting on the come with growth. They're they're betting that the the that the uh, earnings will ramp up to get to the point where those value companies have been. Yeah, and you, you continue to pay up, pay up, pay up, thinking that, hey, this is going to continue to grow. The problem is, is it's, it's like hot potato. Yeah. Eventually, everything stops growing at the same rate that it, that it has been. It slows down. And you don't want to be the person holding the hot potato in the game because when it slows down, that's when it starts to normalize in price. That's right. You know, it really starts to normalize before it slows down because people start to see the the market starts to see, hey, this is going to slow down, and you know, Amazon stops doubling every year and goes up maybe five percent one year, and then it kind of stagnates. But so this is the type of investing that we try to do for our clients at Dupree Financial Group is buy things that we think are are cheaper. We're not chasing the Amazons and the the big growth companies. We're buying things that are uh, cheaper on a on a, a, a total basis, and we're looking for dividends also. So they're cheaper, but with value. Right. Not well, that's that's what that's what we mean to say. That's exactly. And that's the the dividends are the key. Yeah. The dividends are, are what drives things because the like like Warren Buffett's philosophy and by the way uh, this is 123 billion we we clarified that in the break 123 billion in cash but by his philosophy he has the profits of the companies coming in that he owns so he has time to wait 
So that's where the dividends come into play. If you've got, which are shares of the profits of the companies, if those are coming in, you have time to wait on the value to be realized because in a person in retirement, they don't have time to wait on their If, if they're in a growth oriented investment, they don't have time to wait on it to continue to grow. That's right. That it has to happen. Then if you're, living off of the income potential of your portfolio, you have time to wait for your, your value to be realized because you're not into a mode where you're liquidating. That's where even, even in, even if you own Amazon stock, which is done extremely well, you're still selling shares of it. Right. So if you get years where it's down in price, you're selling more shares than you originally anticipated. That's right. And that ugly picture starts when you start eating into the principal instead of living off the income. Exactly. And it, it, that's, it can be a slippery, slippery slope. Especially when, when it's in decline. We've had such a, a great market the last few years. Yeah. It's easy to forget that, that it can turn around quickly. Yep. So if you want to talk to us about this type of investing, for your retirement portfolio, give us a call at 859-233-0400. Look at deprefinancial.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook. And we're starting to post some um, interesting articles on LinkedIn as well. Um, our different members of our team uh, have diff- their own LinkedIn spots where they are posting things that they find during the day with their research or interesting topics so we're trying to get more and more information out there to educate guide and empower and we're on the website so if you need to know everybody on the team look us up it's all out there (laughs) you've been listening to the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap